The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy uh, it's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most, vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc, you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of BC Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms uh, powerful antioxidants help harmful free ra- uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around stay protected by getting your own bc boost with bc boost go to bcboost.com that's bcboost.com bcboost.com The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com, thatkevintour.com, or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. 
You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. We've got so much to get to, friends, but I'm going to start with a very disturbing story. Uh, that uh, is coming to our schools and one that I'm afraid will become more uh, problematic and probably more common in the days to come if we don't take some decisive actions. Uh, coming up right now. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. Yeah, he's playing the role. As, uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us on this Thursday edition of the broadcast. Uh, and always glad to welcome back Kelsey Bowler who, um, though she is busy, I mean, really busy, she's outnumbered uh, three to one with uh, little ones running around her feet and keeping her uh, on the go. She also is fighting the good fight uh, with the Independent Women's Forum and doing great work for for their 501c3, but also their 501c4 and uh, reporting and, and commenting on uh, major stories. Kelsey, always good to have you. Thanks for being back. Hi, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Um, we, you and I haven't spoken, uh, about Israel and it's, you know, now into week two. And, um, I've noticed that your X feed or the feed that used to be called Twitter, uh, is, uh, replete with, uh, thoughts and comments about it. I'm just curious as a mom who is very concerned and very focused on some pretty large domestic policy for this next election cycle as it pertains to our kids. Um, what are your thoughts about what's going on there? Yeah, of course, my primary concerns are for all those who are immediately affected um, by this massacre. And the stories really have only gotten more traumatic. I know a lot of us have difficult a difficult time reading, watching, and consuming them, but I do feel it is our obligation as good citizens to look at the images, to read the stories, to watch the videos, to really digest the extent of these horrors um, that are being inflicted upon Israel. Um, well, pretending that, e that evil doesn't exist certainly doesn't make it go away. And right. it's like when you see what Rashida Tlaib and her group did at the Capitol yesterday, um, basically holding an insurrection, um, chanting pro-Hamas propaganda. You, you see the um, you, you see the demonstrations on college campuses. It's Kelsey. There's the people that think clearly about this, like you and I. We we are definitely coming up against a, an opposition, and we've I've never experienced that in my 53 years on this issue. I've never had people that supported terrorists. Uh, oppose me uh, publicly in my own country. And and they're here. Right. And that's why these horrors are really compounded, because not only do you have the immediate, very real effects, but then we're watching what is happening here. And I can't imagine being an American Jew watching these, these pro-Hamas, pro 
Palestine rallies happening across college campuses and even uh, in the United States Capitol this week. Of course, you know, this isn't branded as the insurrection as it once was uh, under former President Donald Trump. Uh, but <laughs> you have people who are flooding the Capitol calling for a ceasefire when the most horrific terrorist attack happened um, less less than two weeks ago. And we still have children being held captive yeah, by as these hostages. Yeah. I just cannot imagine being someone who's directly impacted by this. But again, I, I really um, feel and fear for our American uh, Jewish friends and family members, uh, because it is really compounding the horrors that they are experiencing. And I, like you, I never in my lifetime thought I would witness this. And unfortunately, it really has exposed the danger of the indoctrination happening on college campuses, because I do believe that is where all this is stemming from. Uh, not only are these protests, you know, in, in some way supporting a terrorist organization, but uh, they they are um, exposing the the extent to which our our American institutions are teaching American hatred, and this has real consequences. I've I think my big two takeaways from this are elections have consequences because the Biden administration, while he's mostly said the right things when it comes to his response to this terrorist attack. He hasn't necessarily done the right things. Rewarding a terrorist organization with $100 million in humanitarian aid is not necessarily the right thing we should be doing because we all know money is fungible. You give them $100 million for humanitarian aid, that means that Hamas can take $100 million uh, and, and use that for their terrorism. Yeah, whatever they spend, whatever they spend the humanitarian aid on, it allows them to have money freed up elsewhere. I mean, even if they technically kept it separate, which I, I don't think there's a goat herding chance, and you know where that that's uh, even uh, taking place. I want to go back to what you said about the videos because I've always been, and you've known me a long time. I've I've always been kind of a hard news guy. I've watched the difficult things. I've um, expose myself to some of that, sometimes to great pain emotionally for myself, but I, I do it because I feel like I need to be informed about what I'm talking about. Night before last, I was scrolling through Instagram and got to Brooke Goldstein's feed, who is the head of the Lawfare Project, and she's done a great job for the last several years fighting anti-Semitism. Her movement called End Jew Hatred is very, very popular on social media and doing a, 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 a very important work. But she had posted the um, uh, terrifying scene of that pregnant woman who was basically being skinned of her belly and her baby alive. And it it broke everything inside of me, Kelsey, because I think that when when evil shows us its real teeth, we need to believe that it is that it is willing to eat us. And if if Rashida Tlaib or um, any of the rest of the squad or any American for that matter can look at that video and say, yes, we're supporting the side that does that. I think they should be removed from the country. Like I, I just don't, I don't see how 
if you support that level of what is called favorably Islamic Jihad, I don't understand how that's compatible with anything that lines up in terms of American values. I'll give you the last word. Absolutely. I think this is a very sad time because a lot of us are reaching the conclusion that multiculturalism coexisting is a failure. I I don't know about you, but I cannot coexist with anybody who would support Hamas, uh, which, as you just graphically described, has committed some of the most horrific, not some of it, the most horrific yeah. human human rights abuses uh, we imaginable. You cannot get worse than what they what they did. And to see all of these young, uh, supposedly educated Americans, members of Congress, members of the media supporting Hamas, calling for a ceasefire, telling Israel to stand down. It is, um, <laughs> it's hard to find the right words. And I, I just think it's a really sad and depressing time. And what we need to take away from this is that elections have consequences. We need peace through strength. We need an American president who will be feared, um, who is feared and who will stand up and find the right words in the face of such horrific tragedies. Uh, so well said. And friends, you need to follow her uh, on X. Uh, she's under Kelsey Bowler, uh, B-O-L-A-R. And you can, uh, you can follow her uh, postings on this and all the other good stuff that she's doing for our kids on the educational front. Uh, it's really unusual for her to go down the foreign policy path, but uh, she has a recent to, to a good effect. Kelsey, appreciate you so much. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Kevin. You got it. This is the Duck Commander, Phil Robertson. Get your Bible out, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Well, they made a movie about my testimony called The Blind. It's in theater starting September the 28th. If you or someone you know thinks they're beyond redemption, go see my story. Get your tickets today at theblindmovie.com. This film is rated PG-13 and may be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief, and then they raped me. 
My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Collette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is no stranger to neither Kevin McCullough Radio nor that Kevin show. She's already been with us uh, multiple times. Very grateful to have her insight, especially in these very important days that we live in. She was the civilian equivalent of a four-star general or admiral when she served multiple presidents at the Pentagon and in roles with national security. Please put your hands together and welcome back KT McFarland. Hello, KT. It's always great to be with you, and I love the introduction. I mean, next <laughs> you're going to say I'm going to be beatified by the Pope. It's so good. Well, speaking of the Pope, um, there have been some international leaders that I feel like have taken some rather disappointing uh, stands on uh, the uh, issue within Israel over the last uh, week or so, and I'm just curious. Um, it, it's been a little while since the war was declared by Mr. Netanyahu. Uh, we are watching the kind of strategic chess pieces be moved back and forth. What is your assessment of where we are? Well, Israel's about to go in on the ground in Gaza, and it's going to go for unconditional surrender. It's not going to do what it's always done in the past, which is to go in, take out some missile depots, kill a couple of the terrorist leaders and then come back out and let Hamas regrow again. It's called like the growing the grass, cutting the grass strategy. This time they're going to go 
you know, dig up the grass. They're going to go destroy Hamas leadership, civilian and military, and their military depots. And that's the only choice they have at this point. That It'll has be- to be done because yeah. they had 6,000 missiles fired at them, KT. And I don't think a bunch of goat herders from the outback um, can produce 6,000 missiles on their own. And they hide them in places like schools and hospitals. I mean, they are very sinister in terms of their, their planning in advance. Okay, so this is what worries me about what's going to happen next. Iran is behind this, despite the administration saying, oh, no, we're not completely sure. The administration is just trying to run cover for his failed Iran policy, his failed Middle East policy. But here's what happens next. You know, the the world has been outraged by the slaughter of the innocents in a biblical sense, the slaughter of the innocents in Israel. But now the flip, the script is going to flip. And this is what Iran wants. Iran wanted Israel to go in 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 an overall fundamental way. Iran doesn't care about Hamas. It doesn't care about Palestinian civilians. Iran wants to isolate Israel. And it figures that if Israel goes in and it's going to be long and bloody and there will be civilian casualties, that Iran can point to the world and say, look at Israel. They're far more uh, bloodthirsty than the Palestinians and that the UN will take it up. Europe will take it up. My worry is that the Democrat Party takes it up and it becomes an anti-Israel, anti-Semitic, but anti-Israel approach. And then within about two weeks time, are they going to pressure President Biden, who has been very strong in his support of Israel to date? If the Biden administration figures they're going to lose the far left of the Democrat Party, they're going to lose world public opinion, then Israel might feel abandoned. I mean, if the Biden administration then starts slow walking intelligence sharing, slow walking uh, backfilling of the Israeli munitions that are going to be used and and depleted as it does the Gaza operation, is Israel going to be abandoned? I mean, are we going to go back to where we were um, 20 years ago? And then what happens is I think then the then the wars escalate because if Israel feels abandoned, if Israel looks like it doesn't have the support of the United States, full, full-hearted support of the United States, doesn't have the support of the UN, doesn't have support of Europe, definitely isn't going to have the support of Russia or China, Middle East countries, Middle East Arab countries that Israel's been made peace, been making peace with in the Abraham Accords. If everybody starts backing away, then I do think Hezbollah opens a second front from the north. And I do worry that Israel says, okay, we're on our own. We've seen the slaughter of the innocents. We know what Iran is capable of doing through its proxy forces. And then maybe Israel decides, you know, we better take out the Iranian nuclear sites now. It's our last chance because we know from what we've seen, Iran will not hesitate to use nuclear weapons against Israel. There's a a whole bunch to unpack in what you just said. And it's one of the reasons why I'm grateful to have you here. The um, so I was speaking with uh, Alan Dershowitz um, last week, and he said, "I said, what's the number one thing that Netanyahu wants uh, from the U.S.? Anything in addition to munitions to defend themselves and intelligence uh, of what's going on on the ground?" And he said, "Yes." He said, uh, "We need uh, the American bunker busters, yeah, and we need them tomorrow in case we do need to go take out the Iranian nuclear sites." What what do you think the the odds are that whether Hezbollah opens a another front or not? And we've kind of seen like a little bit of teasing with that, haven't we? I mean, Syria fired yeah. some missiles in. We've seen a little bit of back and forth. Um, but Iran's the real problem here, as you identified. Will we see those nuclear sites taken out? 
we could. And Iran has in the past shown um, that it's been very good at, at burying them deep underground. That's why when you talk about the bunker buster bombs, those would be bombs or missiles that can go in deep underground and take out the actual physical facility. But Israel's been very good about targeting Iranian nuclear scientists, about targeting probably Iranian um, computer systems. Israel's also shown in the past, whether it's been Syria or in Libya, that it has been willing to go take out those nuclear sites, those nuclear enrichment um, facilities. And they're not taking credit for it, just be quiet about it. But Israel has shown in the past it has the resolve to do it. And I think if there's any sentiment now that's going on in Israel of maybe we should just wait, you know, maybe Iran is going to be making a peace agreement with the United States. Maybe Iran doesn't mean it. Maybe we've got this all under control. I think that's all changed. And that the Israelis are pretty united. And not only do we have to root out Hamas, root and branch, but we also need to stop Hezbollah from raining missiles down, targeting t missiles that can target urban areas in Israel. But also, let's just face it, the, the, the big source of all of this is Iran and Iran's wealth, thanks to the Biden administration energy policies. Well, not only that, unfreezing funds and giving them $6 billion back. I mean, this is this is kind of insane when we're talking about it. But it's, uh, even more, it's even more than the $6 billion. It's like the $50, $60 billion because the Biden administration, you know, the Trump administration, we slapped on really serious sanctions on Iran, and we enforced them. And the Biden administration has stopped enforcing them. So Iran is selling oil. Iran is selling oil to China, to a lot of different places. And as a result of that, Iran's oil revenues are sky high. So Iran is sitting on windfall profits, not only the $6 billion that Biden gave him, but other profits from their oil sales. They've got the money to pay the terrorist groups. I mean, it, 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 this is something that's just so, ugh, makes me so mad. At the end of the Trump administration, because oil prices were at about $40 a barrel, Iran was broke. Iran had, had started- So was Russia. It was Russia good, was a lot of people were broke. A lot of, the bad guys were all broke. The bad guys couldn't start wars. It had gotten to the point where Iran was cutting back on its support of Hezbollah and Hamas. They were complaining, where's Iran? Where's our money? You always have been giving us money and munitions. You're not giving it to us anymore. We had Iran on the ropes. Iran could not have launched these attacks through its proxy forces if President Trump had remained in office. Uh, it's a very sad reality. We are speaking with Katie McFarlane, who's going to stay with us for just a bit longer because there are other layers to this conversation that need to be had, but we're very grateful to have her here. It's uh, That Kevin Show, Kevin McCullough, coming back from Times Square. Don't go away. studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes after death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and first-hand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. 
Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm older and I have more energy, just like all the commercials that I see on TV. So it really is a help uh, to my well-being. I'm 80 years old. I clean up after 450 kids in a cafeteria for three hours, and then I clean 300 steps, and then I, I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours because you know, for an 80-year-old, that's a lot to do. And I still have energy after work. I consider it a, a great success. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about immune systems. You know, that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold, which happens to be a coronavirus, COVID-19, RSV, other upper respiratory infections. Plus, maybe you feel, uh, I don't know, worn down or stressed out. Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction, it even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's uh, little creation, BC Boost, it's combination of B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive. 
That's bcboost.com, bcboost.com. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. And we're back. Glad to have you with us. Katie McFarland continues with us, national security expert, and really when it comes to global strategic uh, initiatives, she she just has a sense of what's going on in a way that very few do, and we're very grateful to have her back with us. KT, the idea that this stays in just the purview of Hamas and Israel is pretty much not going to happen, as we've been discussing. There's much bigger players uh, at work here. What does this do to U.S. foreign policy, particularly as it impacts the Ukraine situation, particularly as it impacts what I've deemed the uh, present-day axis of evil, China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea? What should be done by way of messaging from not only the administration that's in power now, but people that are running for office in 2024, from your perspective? Everybody needs to start talking about this. You know, politicians don't like to talk about foreign policy. They like to talk about economic policy, you know, your checkbook, and, you know, those are why win, win and lose elections. But the reason this is so important is America, the world is looking. America and Israel, we've had a strong bond and alliance from the very beginning. And if the United States backs away from Israel, backs off, slow walks, then I think the world says, wait a minute, who is America anymore? You won't even support your strongest ally in their biggest moment of need. That's why it's so important for every political leader and everybody who's listening to your show who has influence, even with their local elected officials, talk to them about staying the course with Israel. Don't lose heart. Don't lose faith. Don't lose confidence. Israel will take care of this. And Israel's never asked us to come in on the ground. Israel always said, give us the means, give us the weapons, the intelligence. We will take care of our own security by ourselves, for ourselves. But that's why it's so important that the United States continues to stand strong. Otherwise, you know, what is America? I mean, we can't even stand with our strongest ally, long-term ally in the region. And the other thing that they should be talking about, which they are talking about, at least the Republicans, energy, talk about unleash American energy. If not just to be energy independent, which is great for our economy, but energy dominant. We can be the energy source for the whole world. And we can As do we it. As we were saying in the last segment, it bankrupts the bad guys. And it's good for us, good for our economy. Totally bankrupts the bad guys. The bad guys are frozen in place. They might want to make war with everybody, but they can't afford to do it. Wars are expensive. So that's the better way. That's the Reagan way. You know, don't go to war. Don't go to World War III to win the Cold War. Bankrupt the bad guys. Bankrupt the Soviet Union. Win on the economic playing field. That's where our strength is, and that's what we should continue to do. And I hope the candidates talk about it. Um, the Abraham Accords, you mentioned them in the last segment. Uh, Saudi Arabia was getting close to mm-hmm. a peace agreement with Israel. This is a continuation of kind of that Abraham Accord thinking that uh, came about in the Trump era. Um, they have since slow walked a little bit. Um, I don't think they're completely out, no. but they are not as enthusiastically pursuing it as they were. Um, do the other uh, Islamic countries that oppose Iran, that Iran hates just as much as they hate Israel, do they stand with Israel at this time? I think it's all on hold. You know, this is the reason why Iran unleashed 
Hamas and potentially Hezbollah against Israel. Because Iran knew that, that the Israelis and the Saudis were about to have a peace agreement that would change forever the map of the Middle East. That Israel and Arabs would have peace, not just peace of, in the sense of not fighting, but economic cooperation and economic trade zone. And that would keep Iran out of the picture. It, Iran would be finished. And then Iran had to look at this and say, well, you know, if the next president comes in and, and stops Biden's war on American fossil fuels and drives the price of oil down, not only are we out in the cold in the sense of an Arab-Israeli peace that doesn't include us, but we're also out in the cold in the sense of economically. We can't feed our people. So that's why Iran moved very, Iran moved very quickly to try to sabotage this. Now, are these peace deals done, dead? Not, I don't think forever because economics will drive it. But one of the um, predicates that we came in in the Trump administration is we understood that American fracking could keep oil and natural gas at very low prices. And the Arabs, the young leaders of Saudi Arabia and the other countries, they realized, whoa, we can't count on high oil prices to pay for our societies. We need to diversify our economies. And the only way we can do that is peace with Israel. That was the motivating factor of the Abraham Accords. And that will still prevail as long as we start producing American energy again. Which, again, goes back to the campaign trail. The candidates need to be making this point. Katie, you have made it extremely uh, clear over the last year with my audience, and I'm grateful for your time to do that. But it's I feel like it's not gotten through to the upper echelon of the candidates yet. Maybe it will. Maybe maybe the times have uh, demanded it now. Katie McFarland, always appreciate your time and your input. Thank you. It's always an honor and a pleasure for me, Kevin. We have an amazing, full-throated, high-level conversation, and I appreciate it. <laughs> you got it. All right. We've got a big show yet to come here on that Kevin show. Don't go away. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. Uh, we have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. 
Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids, uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work, but because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk, so the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. Across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, and as we have just spoken with uh, Kelsey Bowler, and before that, uh, or KT McFarland, and before that, Kelsey Bowler, it is a very somber day, lots of uh, discouraging things in the news. And Shelly Goldberg's here with another Parenting Express thought. And uh, Shelly, good day to talk about courage, given the headlines that we're facing and, of course, what our kids are seeing on the news and talking about at school as well. It's something that we need to know about. And increasingly, kids are going to be called upon to show courage. So I thought this is really an important topic for us to talk about. Yeah. First of all, courage can be taught. And it's something you absolutely can learn. And you, what you want to do is keep reinforcing acts of courage until it becomes a habit. So courage actually can become a habit. So the first thing you want to do, Kevin, is you want to show your kids what courage looks like. You have to model it. You have to be a great role model. So I'm hoping, you know, as we talk about this today, you 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 can maybe give me some examples of how that shows itself, you know, in, in your family. Okay. 
Define courage for your kids. Discuss it around the dinner table. It's important for your kids to know, Kevin, that courage is not the absence of fear. It's the triumph over it. It's moving through the fear. So that's probably the most, one of the most important life lessons. All right. Two, talk about what scared you in the past and what did you do to get over it, to move forward. So maybe for you, Kevin, it was leaving home or letting go of a bad relationship. For older kids, middle school kids and, and above, describe for your kids, what did you do to overcome your fear? How were you courageous? Dis discuss with your kids how you're still planning to work on things that scare you. Maybe, Kevin, maybe you don't know how to swim. I don't know. Maybe there's a food that you don't like to eat. So discuss again with your kids. What's your plan? How do you, you know, what's your intention? How are you going to move through this so that you overcome it and you end up courageous on the other side? As a family, you want to read books, anything you can get your hands on about courageous people. It could be newspapers, blogs. Uh, you almost want to look for daily examples of courageous behavior. Five, look for courage in your own family, the McCullough household, where maybe it was a great grandparent that did something you know extraordinary, or they 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 came through an ex extremely difficult situation. Discuss that with your kids and remind them about all the courage in the McCullough household. Six, teach your kids to celebrate their mistakes. I love this one. And learn from them because that's another place that courage comes from. When kids see that making mistakes is not a terrible, horrible thing. In fact, it's the road. It's the road to courage. There's a wonderful story um, I might have told it months and months ago because it, it, it's it's a great one for me. Sarah Blakely, who uh, invented the Spanx, you know, that, that the women wear. Yes, yes. She would tell a story how she would come home from school, Kevin, and her dad would say, so tell me, what mistakes did you make today? And she would share them and her father would say, that's fabulous. That's wonderful. He would reinforce her being comfortable, comfortable with making mistakes because he knew the more comfortable comfortable she became, the more she would take more risks in life. She wouldn't be afraid of failure. She wouldn't be afraid of being courageous. So that's something just to be, you know, it's interesting, but just to be aware of. How else can your kids practice for courage? Ask your kids to ask a question of someone they've been afraid to ask a question of. Visit a new place that your kids have been kind of a little tentative or a little fearful about going to visit. Talk to a war veteran about their courage. Encourage your kids to draw, draw what they think courage looks like. In terms of words and phrases, Kevin, you want to make sure you're weaving into your dialogue with your kids phrases like, Jonathan, that took great courage. I'm so proud of your courage and that you were, you were able to overcome your fears. But you want to uh, emphasize it. You want to underscore it. You want to reward the behavior by bringing attention to it when you speak with your children. And you also want to let your kids know that for every step forward that they, you know, they, they move towards being, you know, courageous, sometimes they're going to slide back a little. That That's part of the human condition. They're going to take a leap forward and then take a half a step back. And that's normal. 
but just help them with that so that they're not hard on themselves when they when they see that this is you know that this takes time to master that this is truly something that takes a little time and last role playing when you want to show your kids this is what i would do or how about doing this uh to solve the problem and to move through the fear and be courageous you can actually role play it you know somebody takes the part you know, of one person and your child takes the part of the other and you watch them role play it in the living room and then you can give them hints and cues on maybe how it would work better and have a better outcome. Kevin, your thoughts? I think this is one of the most important things that we can um, help our kids begin to get an understanding for. And I would say from my own childhood, one of the things that I I didn't do that my parents didn't necessarily do a great job of that I'm trying to do better with um, particularly my boys, is give them a sense of confidence about who they are and what they know. Therefore, when time comes to express courage, it's sitting on top of a foundation of confidence. And what I mean by that is, um, for instance, they one will become a second-degree black belt in Taekwondo this year. The other one will become a first-degree black belt. And they're still very young, just 11 and 13, respectively. But that training and that long period of preparation has already proven benefits when there's been a bully at school, when there's been uh, a tense situation in which teasing was going on. Uh, and there's not there's not fear, there's confidence. And the confidence that sits inside of them then gives them the basis to say the courageous thing, to say, no, don't do that to that, to that person. You're bullying that person. That's not right. Um, it doesn't mean that they get into a fight. In fact, neither one of them have been into one, but they've had the, they've had the, the, you know, the audacity, if you will, to step up and speak up for someone in a, in a moment where courage was required. So I think not only doing all the things that you said, but giving them training so that they feel confident and, and in that confidence, there comes a, a more resilient type of courage that they can use uh, to their benefit as well. It's, it's at least that's my thought on it. Shelly, great stuff as always. Thank you so much. From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and firsthand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. Code KMC. 
The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and first-hand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us and thankful that you're spending your uh, days with us, uh, you know, muscling up your mind, building up your brain, being able to think more clearly in the day in the world in which we live it is so vital as today's show demonstrates in a very ridiculously important way. Uh, I can't imagine that we would have terrorists and people supporting terrorists demonstrating in our nation's capital. And yesterday, Rashida Tlaib uh, led the Hamas supporting chants and calling for ceasefire in uh, Israel, trying to find the killers that that peeled the skin off of pregnant ladies. Friends, I don't, I didn't take any joy in discussing that with uh, Kelsey Bowler earlier in the hour. And there's, there's, but there is no way that I'm going to let us get distracted by this. The, the, the evil that is being done here is resolutely on one side. There, there are no reports of Israeli soldiers or citizens going into Gaza and taking pregnant women and skinning their bellies until you can see the baby through the skin and then skinning the the skin off of the baby and and pulling the baby out of the out of the mother all while she is still alive that is evil and that's what we're up against that is the islamic jihad that is hamas that is isis that is al qaeda that is what they want to do I'm just not going to pull punches on it anymore. It's something we have to defeat. We have to defeat it and we have to destroy it. I, I have to applaud my mayor, Eric Adams, who this week was very moving and very much on target when he expressed nothing but full-throated solidarity with Israel. There, there was no, there was no uh, half-baked uh, oh, you know, both sides need. No, he called Hamas killers because they are, and that's what they should be called. Anyway, um, 
we'll continue to to follow the war for you and and have the latest. I do want to give you a little bit of a of an up note. Um, coming up this weekend, we've got a big show on that Kevin show over on the Salem News Channel and on some three hundred radio stations coast to coast. I hope that you'll join us. Uh, Katie McFarland is going to join us. Uh, Hilton Beckham is going to be with us. Uh, country and Christian music star, breakout star, Olivia Lane, who just signed a, a big, big, big um, deal with one of the major distributors in Nashville this week. She's going to join us along with the Sidewalk Prophets. I love those guys. And then if you haven't had your fill yet of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, the Holderness family has a brand new sketch out uh, related to that that we'll enjoy as well. That's all coming up uh, on this weekend's That Kevin Show, 9 p.m. Eastern, on the Salem News Channel, Saturday night and Sunday night. You can get the Salem News Channel app by downloading it from any uh, app-watching device that you use and coming very, very soon to a couple of major platforms. We'll tell you more about that when it gets announced, but uh, about 100 million homes that it's going to be available in additionally. So I hope that you'll uh, join us and look forward to all of that. We've got uh, a great show for you every day here at Kevin McCullough Radio. If you miss any part of it, go subscribe to the podcast. You can do it um, at any of your favorite pod, podcast aggregator. Just put in Kevin McCullough or KMC Radio, and uh, you'll be able to subscribe. Get it uh, right on your phone and just take it from there.